2: Oh yes, here we are on Blog Talk Radio and featuring The Catch, which is a part of uh, The Catch of the Day online, a daily devotional. I kind of call it the Undevotional that uh you can um sign up for and uh receive a a fresh thought each morning. Um we'd love to have you join us there. This uh this show is an outgrowth of that and our strong desire to have people represent uh Jesus Christ who may follow uh in the marketplace, in in the world where we live, uh versus you know, hiding in a subculture. We like to we like to think of ourselves as out and about. And uh, and our theme here is uh spreading the gospel of welcome wherever we go because that's what the gospel is all about. And uh and then once you once you come to know Christ and you know his grace, it, it becomes grace turned outward as we have his grace on us we turn and we give grace and mercy to those around us so um that's that's what it's all about and uh, we've got a lot of kind of a, a restructuring to do of of Christianity and Christians as they are uh maybe currently thought of in in our culture and sometimes in not the best light which is uh uh, some, uh uh quite often our problem um but uh we're trying to we we're, we're trying to fix that as best we can and help to uh encourage people to follow Christ and to be uh a sweet smell of his of the fragrance of Christ wherever we go so there we are um it's spring it's uh middle, almost the middle of April uh baseball is in full swing this week and, uh, uh, gosh, you know, it's, uh, bright. It's sunny. It's sunny even down yet now, right out here in, uh, Laguna Beach where, where we live. And, uh, um, it's about 70 degrees out there. It's gorgeous. I hope you're having an equally fine day. And, uh, I want to welcome our producer, Gunnar Simmonson from, uh, Portland,
1: Oregon. Gunnar, how are you today? Johnny, how are you? I'm good. I mean I'm loving the uh that was a great intro by the way and 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 the undevotional man I love that and and I wanted to jump and I was glad you also brought baseball into the conversation because I want to ask you about your Angels they seem to be kind of the unhome team right now aren't they and they and 3 at home and 3 and 1 on the road Yeah 2
2: and 2 yeah that's right that's exactly right um yeah, well, you know, the Kansas, they can't figure out the Kansas City Royals. They couldn't figure them out the end of the postseason last last season, and they couldn't figure them out the first first round this time. So, uh, who are those guys anyway? I mean, they were six <laughs> zero last I heard. You know, I love and, it. Well, I love it because yeah. we
1: just we just started a week ago, right? I mean, baseball starts, and there was some team. It was like it, they were 1-0, and 0. and a friend of mine, they were like, "Going, it's not too early to hope, and they were like, we're in first place. You know, it's like <laughs> one game out of like 1,000, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. But
1: yeah. but uh, keeping an eye on your angels. Of course, I'm a Cardinals guy. You know, we'll see what happens, but uh, uh, this is going to be fun. And we're going to have in Portland, Oregon, too, by the way, John, the next few days it's going to be California weather. We're going to be having some 70-degree weather up here as well.
2: Very nice. That's so, fantastic. You know. Yeah. All right. But. I'm glad to hear that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well,
2: well that's, that's, that's the beauty about um, opening week is uh, yeah, everybody starts out with a clean slate. It doesn't last very long, but that's where we yeah. all start out. And a mm-hmm. little uh, like life, like each new day can be like that,
1: actually. Well, well, isn't that how we, you know, in Christ, we can end life with a clean slate? Yeah, absolutely. You know, that, and the great turned that, up. That, yeah. No, no matter how how we've done that first eight innings, you know, nine and a half innings, right? You know, but yeah. the Christ, you know, which we're all about. We beat ourselves way up, way too much, don't we, John?
2: I think we do. Yeah, we just, uh you know, God's God's already done so much for us. Yeah, that uh, we do. We, uh, I, I love what one of our readers said that um when they fall back into legalism it's kind of like they're going back into their default mode
0: yeah you know it's oh, like yeah. we're
2: all our de- default mode for all all of us is is um uh, legalism performance yeah and mm-hmm. uh and then feeling guilty and measuring ourselves yeah, by yeah. everybody else and oh man we just go wow. around and around with that until we're uh, sick to our stomach and frustrated and and uh yeah. and then you then then you come upon the grace of God
0: that yeah. just kind
2: of washes washes all that away and mm-hmm. uh you just receive it and begin to walk in it out of gratitude. That's yes. uh, that's the way
1: he wants us to live. Mm. Yeah. That's good. Well John, so uh, you know, with that in mind, tonight is gonna be an incredible night and an amazing guest we have tonight, John
2: yeah i'm I'm very excited about this um and uh thank you for uh you're the one that brought up this guest and i am so glad you did because i've already had a wonderful conversation with her and then i've been enjoying listening to her music and oh, yeah. reading on reading up about her our guest is uh, uh formerly a member of uh adam again uh an alternative Rock group that you could never put in a box anywhere uh that's the way it seems to me uh from what I could see about those guys um uh very very unique and and very odd thing in Christian music, especially because you know christian music has has had a tendency to to kind of be mainstream uh and uh, as much as possible and uh these guys were were really. Uh, artists they, they they're they yeah. obviously doing they were doing the music they wanted to do and and they didn't really care what the church thought or <laughs> what anybody else thought you know <laughs> and um, and so our and guest was in that group in that group in the beginning and we're going to find out a little bit about that um, off, off the top but uh, what we're really excited about is a brand new album that she has yeah. out literally days literally days ago so uh please uh I would like to welcome Ricky Ricky Michelle to our our uh, show Ricky how are you today
3: I'm great how are you guys good to be with you
2: <laughs> Yeah really good you know we're not far from each other you're you're San Diego right
3: I know when you said Laguna I I was kind of envisioning you like in another state so I, you're my <laughs> you're my homie <laughs>
2: Oh yeah Yeah no I and and after finding out a little bit about your husband, um, and how many mutual friends we probably have, uh, uh, I was you talking guys to need my to chat. yeah yeah we're <laughs> gonna chat and then I was talking to my wife and I think we're just gonna have to get together. That's what we're gonna have
3: to do. Let's do it. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm down with that.
2: So Ricky Michelle, we're uh, you, the person with two first names, um,
0: <laughs>
2: and. Uh, <laughs> You know, so you know, we're going to talk about your music. So we'll we'll call you Ricky. Was kind of kind that, of seems to be more of her artist name, and Michelle more of her friend and family name. Is that is that the way that works? Uh,
3: yes, but you know, like I said, <laughs> I'll I'll answer to uh, numerous things. <laughs> numerous things, <laughs> as long as you're kind. Yes, just be kind. Okay. Be sweet.
0: Okay. <laughs>
2: okay. All right. Tell us a little bit about this wild and crazy Adam again and how, where did it come from and and how did you find yourself in this group and how did it fit in into Christian music and all of that. Uh, I, I know okay. that's a big, big subject, but just jump in wherever you want. I know it will be interesting.
3: Got it. I'm good with it. Um, <laughs> I was, I'm the preacher's kid um, of the church that all of the guys in Adam again went to and um uh so that's how we all found one another um joe uh gene Jean, Jean eugene and our bass player paul valadez were childhood friends and they went to a church of the same denomination in the in the next city over and then when mm-hmm. we were all teenagers we all ended up at my dad's church and um okay. they were all in a rock band together called martis with a guy named Sim Wilson, and he was another PK in the same denomination, and um, he went on to be the lead singer of Undercover, and that's when their band morphed into Adam Again.
0: Okay. And okay.
3: when I was 16 years old, I started dating Jeannie Jean, Eugene, and that's how I weasled my way into the band. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And, um, well,
2: no- and, and tell us, that you say this denomination. I mean, this music is was pretty edgy for the. We're talking about funk, kind of almost funk music, oh, aren't yeah. we?
0: Uh, yeah.
2: And and was that was that fitting into the church, or or was it outside <laughs> the church, or what? What was the story with that?
3: My poor dad. He <laughs> we were always in trouble. Always in trouble. He he was kind enough to let us use the church for a rehearsal space. But he could not yeah. wrap his brain around it and and we had many a conversation sometimes heated debates and um you know over was this music uh okay, you know was it mm-hmm. satanic was it <laughs> uh-huh. was it where our hearts were you know, and I think that um he's my dad's a good guy, you know, and he really wanted to he would rather us be in the church than anywhere else, and he knew who we were, sure. you know he watched these kids grow up. So there was no question about who they were and where their hearts were. And Gene, uh, to them at the time, it was was pretty evident that he was a very talented musician. So um, they gave us all a chance. You know, they didn't like it. (laughs) They didn't like the music very much at first. But Uh um, it definitely grew on them. And, um, you know, they started letting us have concerts in the church. And then it then they would let us bring an outside band. So they started to see that there was a movement in Southern California um of all different kinds of um Christian rock bands, rockabilly bands, um mm-hmm. hard rock bands, funk bands, you know, um we weren't we weren't the only ones. So okay. they were doing they were trying their hardest to be open minded and, and allow us to be who we were at the time. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well what kind of venues were you guys able to play in in those days?
3: It was all kinds. We're, I mean, we were doing churches and a few clubs here and there. You know, I was pretty young. We we didn't really do a big nightclub circuit. Um, but, you know, it was mostly Christian venues. And um, then we started doing, um, uh, you know, summer gigs, and all the festivals. And that,
0: the fest, that's yeah.
3: really where and where our um, biggest fan base came from, was Cornerstone. Um, oh, yeah. We did, we did Cornerstone Festival, then we did a couple of others in the States, and then we went to Europe and did a few festivals in Europe. And so that was kind of our deal, you know, for a few summers straight there. Um, that's kind mm-hmm. of how we we collected our people, our peeps. Yeah, now...
2: You guys did have some label support, didn't you? Uh, was that would that have been Tooth and Nail, or who was who was that?
3: No, it wasn't Tooth and Nail. There was a there was a character um, Harry Barnes started uh, Broken Records, I believe, was the first label we were on. That was in the okay. new world of time. And then after that, Gene and Joe Taylor um, Ojo from Undercover started their own label called Brainstorm. And, um, from that point on, we were on brainstorm and we had some connection with, um, uh, word records that, you know, there was some distribution Mm -hmm. connection and, and we would do some, uh, like I mentioned to you before, I did my, uh, my second solo record was a joint union between brainstorm and word at the time. Um, so that, that was our label support. Okay. Okay.
2: Um, how many albums did did Adam again do? Do you do you recall?
3: Oh, um, six. I want to say about six.
2: Six. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Off
3: the top of my head, I'll guess
2: six ish. And they they would have played pretty much through the uh, end of the eighties and and nineties. Yes. Was that? Mm-hmm.
3: The... Yes.
2: Okay. I know Gene yep. Eugene passed away in two thousand. Is that right?
3: Yes. Yes. March of two thousand.
2: Yeah. So, uh, but were they still? Was the band still uh, playing at that time?
3: Yeah, we um, we played the majority of our closeness and playing together and playing out quite a bit was in the eighties and the nineties, uh, early nineties, and then we all split up. Um, we everyone moved away to different states and. Um, we were still getting together for festivals, but we weren't really doing a regular circuit of anything. But we were still also Mm -hmm. recording, um, Mm -hmm. you know, probably once every other year or something like that. And, um, you know, everyone's still on great terms, and we still enjoyed playing music together. So, um, in fact, uh, I was talking to Jean in in March of 2000 in in the beginning of the month because we were going to do Cornerstone that year. And um, we were sort of scheming and planning how we were going to get everyone together, and um, how we were going to meet in Nashville and do our mm-hmm. rehearsals in Nashville, and then go on to do the festival. And um, we wow. we ended up we ended up doing Cornerstone, but it was a tribute to him. Oh my, wow. Yeah, it was it was pretty devastating and heartbreaking. Our I loved our time together. Um, I loved being an Adam again. I told you before, those guys are, mm-hmm. you know, I grew up with them, so they were like my brothers. Um, mm-hmm. creatively, you know, it was all the guys, and I just harmonized and danced my feet off, um, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was a really special and, um, uh, mm-hmm. special time for me in my life, although it was a pretty hard time for me in my life, but, um, Great to be a part of that and um mm-hmm. a huge, huge learning experience. Yeah. I wouldn't be okay. where I am today if I didn't have that history.
2: Okay. Well then then you gotta you gotta tell us a little bit about that. I mean
3: from from what was
2: hard about it to what did you learn. Can you give us a little bit of that?
3: Sure. Sure. Um, Jean and I, we, we started dating when I was 16 and we got married when I was 18. I Mm. would not recommend that. (laughs) Mm. Um, but you know, at the time it sounded like the right thing to do. Um, and, and looking back on it, I can't, I can't say that I would change anything because I am who I am today because of what I went through. Um, but because we got married so young, um, we were having a a pretty hard time growing up and growing apart um hmm. it was it was fine for a while until it wasn't and when it wasn't it was pretty bad and it was really uh heartbreaking hmm. for both of us and um uh, it was a very it was a very dark time and we were still trying to do music but it was it was hmm. um difficult to go through that with broken hearts you know and um sure. we weren't we weren't the best of people to one another and we were still kind of learning how to be decent people on our own. Um, And it taught me a lot about how to love somebody and how to be loved by somebody um, going Mm -hmm. through that kind of a thing with him. And fortunately um, we, unfortunately we split up and got a divorce. Um, Mm -hmm. But fortunately we still maintained um, a bit of a friendship. It took some time. You know, it took some time to get there. And mm-hmm. we were able to do a little bit of music together after that. Um, I still stayed close with all of our friends and with Gene's family. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's special. That's very special to me. And um, I will always cherish my relationship with him in many, many ways. And he still mm-hmm. is one of my favorite writers and artists. But I'd have to say that was the darkest and, and most painful time of my life anyway.
2: Wow. And then I'm sure that losing him was equally hard.
3: It was. Uh, it was because I, I kept thinking that um, in my mind I kept thinking that things will only get better. This relationship that's not completely severed will become uh-huh. a better, better and better friendship as time goes on. So I felt I felt like we weren't done cooking, you know, as far as mm-hmm. our relationship as friends and musicians together. Um, mm. And that was, it was hard to, you know, realize that I'm not going to get closure on that. Um, yeah.
0: yeah. And
3: just hard to lose him, hard to see his family go through it, and hard to see such a talent, you know, that mm-hmm. I feel was just beginning to find his own and thrive. and yeah. do. Yeah pretty amazing things and music um that was very difficult all of it was difficult you know it's it's that kind of a thing is never easy for anyone
2: you were able to be um be in, involved in those uh, days and and weeks after his death and and able to take advantage of a closeness to his family is that is that right
3: yeah yeah i um I was. I I flew home the morning that we found out. Um, he he passed away in his sleep um, from a massive right brain hemorrh- hemorrhage. And I flew out there the next morning and stayed at the recording studio. At that time, he owned a recording studio that was also his house. So, um, And I had recorded in that studio a ton of times and still had a lot of our close friends. So Mm -hmm. we all met at the studio, and a lot of us just camped out all week and kind of held vigil and tried to keep each other together and, um, you know, planned his funeral accordingly. My dad did his funeral, um, and his whole family was there, and uh, all of of our friends came out, and um, it was a special time for me because um, I had to leave California to kind of shed the darkness that I was felt like I was stewing, and after we got a mm-hmm. divorce it was a pretty it was a pretty heavy time for me and um I moved to nashville um to um play some gigs, be with some friends who had moved out there a year beforehand and mm-hmm. kind of just get catch my breath and and figure out who I was at that point and what I was doing and um it it ended up being an amazing journey for me and changed my life, and mm. um, and mm. so that's where I, I I was flying back to his funeral, and I had when I um I guess I'll backtrack. Do you want me to tell you why I moved to Nashville and what happened yeah, when I was sure. there? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> now I'm intertwining sure. stories, but if you let me go, I'll just <laughs> run with it. Um, I I did you know I thought I was just going to move to Nashville. I moved to Nashville and like. 93, 92, maybe, mm-hmm. um, somewhere around there, and I was just planning on staying a year, and it was a couple of years after I got a divorce, and, um, you know, just still felt pretty uh, weighed down and sad, and um, moved there, but I sold all my stuff and bought a 75 Chevy Goodyear van. It was all blue, and it had the Goodyear logo on it with the tennis shoe and the wing, and And my dad helped me hang these Jesus tapestries on the wall and on the ceiling. And we put a big, giant board in the back for a bed. And my friend went on the road with me, much to my parents' absolute dismay. They were completely freaked out. Even though I was in my late 20s, they were freaked out that I was pretty much putting everything I owned in an old van and driving across country. But I made it and um, ended up kind of settling there and... um, one of my dearest friends, um, that I knew from the music business and knew and loved Adam again and knew Jean and Paul and all my homies became, um, my dearest friend there. And we hung out for about a year and then we started dating. And let you know, I fell in love with a guy, um, Mm -hmm. he's the amazing and sweet, sweetheart, Dave Palmer. And, um, Mm -hmm. And and we got married, and I ended up staying in Nashville for sixteen years. Wow! I was only planning on <laughs> staying there for one, and I, I got <laughs> I, they pulled me in and kept me for sixteen. <laughs> but wow. um, I wanted to tell you that backstory because it it's very precious to me how my relationship with Dave um, comes out of the pain of the relationship with Gene and and the kind of man that Dave is. He's the one that broke the news to me about Gene, and within an hour had me on a plane home to California with mm. not a question in his heart about what the mm-hmm. right thing to do was. And mm. I was, when I was telling you this story earlier, I was tearing up, and it's making me tear up again. <laughs> he's, he's a man with a golden heart, and it was the sweetest thing that anyone could have done for me to have that mm. much. Um, support and trust and yeah. love for me to let me go and bury our you know our friend and yeah. a big part of my past was a, an extremely important thing and it was important for me to be there and mm-hmm. oh now I know why I brought up Nashville I had been away from California for so long so when we went when I went home for the um the week leading up to the funeral it was homecoming for all of us um, that hadn't seen each other for a very long time, and I, it was a time mm-hmm. for me to also be with Adam again. And I just I missed that. I missed it. It was a big hole in my heart um, mm. that I didn't have that in my life anymore. So we were all grieving, but we were extremely comforted by each other's presence. Mm. And, oh, that's um, cool. that that brought a lot of um, mm. closure in a way.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that, that is a beautiful statement of, uh, I would say trust more, more than anything. And, yes. uh, that's a, that's an incredible thing to give somebody, uh, as a, yes. as a gift of, a gift of trust where you, you, you're basically, he's trusting his relationship with you. He's trusting his mm-hmm. love for you and your love mm-hmm. for him. Mm-hmm. And he knows that this is the, this, he doesn't have to guard that. It's, it's uh, it's on its own. It's doing just mm-hmm.
0: fine. Yeah. That's yeah. that's a beautiful thing.
3: And I'm telling that's, you, had I not gone through what I went through, I wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to love him back in the same way. Mm. It re- it really took going through my 20s in that way and learning everything that I did to be able to be the person that I needed to be to him. Mm. And I don't I don't think I don't think uh, god imposes tragedy or divorce or anything like that but i think that god does amazing things with the broken pieces and right. i feel like i feel like all of it led to me being the woman that i became and able to love the way i could and i wouldn't right. have been that woman had i not went through the suffering that i think that suffering in so many ways moves us into compassion and awareness and sympathy and eventually to be able to love yeah yeah and i that's grace
2: well you know uh michelle from from one of the songs on your new album break mm-hmm. me into pieces break me into pieces build me up again mhm i will i will be hanging here I will be waiting here in the balance.
0: Sounds
3: mm-hmm. yeah.
2: like what you just told us about.
3: Absolutely, and, and that's where that comes from. Uh,
2: and that's what I'm amazed about in this, this whole album. I've had fun discovering it and going over the lyrics. Um, that It's kind of like it looks to me like you just reach back with a big arm and just kind of, wept in
0: <laughs> the last uh, uh, ten or so
2: twenty years of your life, and the things you learned, and uh, put that together. Am I right?
3: Um. Well, I yes, you are right. And with so I did that with one arm, <laughs> and with the with the other arm encompassed so much of what I've gone through in the past couple of years which was, you know, some more grief, some more loss learning and coming out yes. of the ashes.
2: Okay. Okay. So we need to talk about that. Okay. And because that's a that's a that's a part of this piece too. So we've got you in Nashville, um we've got you going back for the the funeral and, and, uh, meeting your friends again and, um, you know, going through this very difficult loss, but also realizing, um, what you have had Mm -hmm. the good parts of it. Um, -hmm. now you go go back to Nashville, right?
3: Yes. Mm -hmm. You
2: continue your, you continue your life.
3: Yes. Um, Uh, in fact, um, I, right before he died, I had gone back to school for a music degree. And, um, I was in the second semester of my first year and it really turned things upside down for me. It was hard for me to concentrate. All my books looked like they were written in another language. And I, I kind of felt like I was uh, falling apart just a little bit. And I met, during that time I met this guy called Julian Kindred and we started talking about music and I just kind of felt raw and ready to do a record and, um, I had heard of him and we Dave and I and Julian decided to do a record together and Julian produced it. So I decided not to further my um studious career and get into the recording studio instead. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh Julian and I uh took a year to um do a record together and that uh, even though I'd done two solo records prior to that a lot of it had to do with Gene and, and other writers, and it was more of a, a definite collaborative experience, heavy on their side and not mine, um, I see. And, and I'm proud of those records, and I, I love the art that we created, but um record I did with Julian is kind of, I consider my first true solo record because it was Gene wasn't around anymore to, to carry part of me, and and I was mm-hmm. truly launched out of that and on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was a great experience, a really great experience. Um, and I put put a band together at that time and played around and play, played a little bit out and about here and there, played Cornerstone, and then got pregnant great. with my first child, uh, ah. which was planned. Um, I yeah. couldn't wait to be a mama. And um, so kind of put things on the back burner. I I tried doing some gigs, big fat and pregnant, and it was only fun for a while. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we did some gigs after and took the baby on the road. And, um, and that was only fun for a while. And then I, I quickly realized that I wanted to be mama, um, only Mm -hmm. for, you know, for a couple of years. And then I had my son three years later. And so, uh, uh, during that time, I picked up pottery and started working with clay, and that was sort of my creative outlet during my mama time, and I sang a bunch. You know, I did I did music, but I wasn't doing any writing, and I wasn't playing with a band anymore, um, mm-hmm. but about, I would say probably about three years ago, um, I started getting the itch again, but I'm starting to get ahead of myself. So we were in <laughs> Nashville, but after we had the kids, we it, it was starting to become harder and harder to leave the grandparents. We had one set of grandparents in Chicago, where Dave was from, and then in, um, mm-hmm. my parents and my whole family's in Southern Cal. So we decided that we would eventually move back to one of the homes, and always assumed it would be Chicago because it was closer to Nashville and mm-hmm. and just easier. And um, out of the blue, Dave got a job opportunity handed to him mm-hmm. by um, Youth Specialties for mm-hmm. uh, their VP of Marketing, and he took a couple of trips to California and and took the job, and, and that was that. That's what got us into San Diego. We had never planned on being in San Diego. Mm-hmm. My folks are two hours mm-hmm. um, north of here, and we just loved it. We moved into the sweetest. Little town, this town called La Mesa, just right outside of downtown San Diego, and great community. And our kids started school here, and we um, built, uh, we bought a house here, and um, mm-hmm. just just loved it. Fell in love with the people. We called it Niceville for a while because it <laughs> was just so sweet. And um, we were here probably settled for about a year and a half to two years, and. Uh, the recession hit, and they sold used specialties and, and wiped out the entire staff
0: um,
3: and uh that was devastating financially to us um and devastating in every way actually it was kind of out of the blue and 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 nothing nothing that we had ever um thought would happen and uh so we had to sell our house and become renters again for the first time in sixteen years and um you know it was fine, it was okay. But after a while, we were really contemplating the future, you know, our future and our kids. And California, especially San Diego, is expensive to live in. And um, since Dave had gotten laid off, he started his own marketing company that was actually doing quite Mm -hmm. well. And he had a lot of clients in the Midwest. So we decided to go back to Nashville um, and uh, moved – a couple summers ago to to Nashville and Mm -hmm. got all settled Mm -hmm. in and um, got the kids, you know, back in school and everything. And uh, at Christmas time, my parents were out visiting us and we got a call from my sister who lives in the Bay Area. She's five years older than I am, uh, Mm -hmm. saying she had the flu and she was just feeling awful. Um, But we found out within a couple of weeks that it wasn't the flu at all. It was colon cancer. And it was Mm -hmm. quickly ravaging her body. It just was very Mm -hmm. sudden. Um, so I came home a couple of times, and the second time I came home, we, you know we were all with her, my little brother, who lived in Oklahoma at the time he was there, my parents, her three kids who were in their twenties, one of which just had a baby, um and her husband we were all around her bedside, and she mm-hmm. uh, she passed away mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but that was a uh, being with her and being with my mm-hmm. family and
0: uh, mm-hmm.
3: I mentioned to you, mentioned this to you earlier. Watching my family lose their child, um, my parents lose their child, and realizing that I'm mm-hmm. the next one down, it really changed me. It it it, it mm-hmm. got me to my core to be in the presence of her leaving. Um, And her peaceful, peaceful leaving and our reaction was anything but, you know. And uh, it really did, it changed me. And when I went back home, I was talking to Dave about it and he said, you know, none of us are feeling quite at home here. And uh, if you feel the need to be back with family, we would all, you know, me and the kids would gladly switch gears and... That's wow. what we did. We within a week we knew. You know, we were sitting on the couch and I'm sniveling much like I am now and <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, we, and we looked at each other and he said, Did we just decide to move back to California? And I said, Yes, <laughs> yes we did. So <laughs> two two moves in one year and the loss of my sister, um wow. you know, was quite the roller coaster of grief and um a mm-hmm. lot of the lyrics from this record um, mm-hmm. We're definitely pulled from that experience, and again, you know, the, the suffering mm-hmm. leads you to a, a whole new place of compassion and love for each other. And um, while I still hold tons of grief and for her loss, and I miss her desperately, it
0: mm-hmm.
3: gives you a whole new appreciation for life and and the people in it. And I was already mm-hmm. contemplating um, doing another record. And, um, that catapulted me right in, right into wanting to do it all the more.
2: Wow.
0: Wow. Well,
2: I'm, I'm, I'm looking at some of your lyrics here, uh, that I pulled out. Like, I love this, uh, the big one sounds like part of what you're talking about. Here comes the big mm-hmm. one and there's no room for doubt. Here comes the big one and we have to live it out. Mm-hmm. Uh Seems to be uh, that that's a, there's a theme here about incorporating the 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 worst that that God might send our way, um, basically almost welcoming it from the standpoint of of deciding that that I'm gonna I'm gonna go through this I, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my faith I'm not gonna lose it and uh and i'm i'm going to ride this storm and find out what it what's on the other end of it is that am i getting close
3: yes you're getting <laughs> very close i mean and that um that song kills me every time still and i i i mm-hmm. feel like its meaning is still unfolding to me personally originally the concept was the fact that um I tend to make very quick decisions and um and suffer the consequences later. You know, most of the time I'm, I I kind of have a good feeling about um making those big decisions. Sometimes those big decisions bite me, you know, uh back And um and that was originally the concept about, you know, you you go through a big life event or you make a big big decision or something huge happens. And you have mm-hmm. to live it out. You have to deal with what you've done, or you have to deal with what this thing is, and you have to write it and live it out, um, and find hope and peace on the other side. And uh, that concept, you know, simple in its in its beginning, started to twist around all of our life happenings and became about so much more. And um, yeah, I think I think that it's still a kind of unfolding. Actually,
2: yeah. Well, no, it has to be because uh, uh you know we're never going to be over this, um, right? And I, and I like the way you use that uh, both sides in 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 one of your songs. We sh- we're showing up for both sides. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: We've been, we've been talking about that. I I even wrote a catch a couple of days ago about that very thing that um, that, we, that we have to hold these things at the same time. We you know we. Uh, i the the simplest way to say it is you know god is good life is tough um mm-hmm. we that that's really simplified but from mm-hmm. the standpoint that that i uh, we've got to hold all the sides of life mm-hmm. uh, together and and find out that um you know it's not it's not necessarily going to get better around the other cor- around the next corner uh we just get around this bend things are going to be just fine
0: mm-hmm. but uh
2: learning to live in the midst of what is unresolved and what we don't understand and and in in the midst of loss and even failure learning learning how to hold on to our faith in the midst of that uh it, it's uh there aren't many people who are showing us how to do that and that's what I yeah. appreciate about what you're doing here.
3: Well, thank you. Um, I I think that I, I agree with everything that you said, and, and I think that when we are holding the, all these different sides and showing up for these different sides, even though we might be grieving or going through the hardest part of it, there's a sweetness to something. You know, the, a sweetness shows through, and it might mm-hmm. be in the, in the form of hope, but it might be in the form of lesson learned um but there's something that happens to let you know that you weren't alone um the song the sweetness um i actually wrote when i first moved to nashville and i i, I kind of looked back on the fact that i threw all my belongings in a van and drove across across country and and i was <laughs> bold enough to do it and i i must have felt like i wasn't alone you know, I didn't have any fear at the time, and and it was it was as if the bricks in the walkway were being laid out before me, you know, and and you know, t- showing me the way without me knowing it until I had a chance to look back at it. And that song continues to have relevance to me over the years, and mm-hmm. I kept it kind of in my back pocket all the all this time. And when I was doing this record, it started to surface again, and I tweaked it just a little bit from its original, um, the way I originally wrote it. But um, mm-hmm. it it has just as much relevance today. You know, you look back on this path that you took and and you have no idea how you got there, but it was obvious that somebody was laying it out before you and keeping, keeping good tabs on you. And I think where I am now... Um, I'm extremely happy about uh, the process of the record and and how it came out. Um, But because of what I've gone through in the last couple of years and losing my sister, I have more questions now than I ever have. And my faith has been shaken to its core. Um, But I'm okay with that. I'm good with that. Uh, I know I'm still not alone. And I still see those glimmers of sweetness and those glimmers of hope. And I know that i'm not I'm not sure where that next brick is coming from, but I'm absolutely sure that it's coming hmm.
2: Hmm. well i love uh I love this uh what I do know we must show up for both sides in the ever changing waves. We will grow up into a life so beautiful. Can we imagine a life so beautiful so there is hope.
3: Yes, always.
2: Tell us about uh tell us about the title and and the song Push. What is that all about?
3: Um it's, I didn't even know that it was going to be the title of of the record until the record was over. Um mm-hmm. I had an amazing experience. To me, the journey is everything. When I'm making a record, the making of the record is as important to me as is what we make, you know the um, the experience. And um, I stumbled upon finding Margaret Becker. She was a, a, a friend and and somebody I, I kind of knew, but didn't didn't have a whole lot of interaction with her. And we had a writing session together, and I knew right away that I wanted her to produce when she when she said that she was a producer. And uh, the experience in the studio was just the most nurturing and the best experience I could have. And I've never worked with somebody like that. Um, and uh, we were able to share a lot of personal stories together. And, and you know, she knew what I'd been going through with my sister. We'd been uh, writing for the past year. And um, she had some similar experiences. So um, as we were getting through to the end of the record, and we'd already... Uh, recorded push, I was looking back on on how we got to where we got and, and how, how we kind of surfaced after the last couple of years of what we've gone through. And um, it just seemed to be the perfect example of all of the peaks and valleys of getting mm-hmm. to where we were. You know, um, I think that um, it's all about that event or that thing that pushes you over the edge and mm. lets you know that you are still hanging on, you're still holding on, you're still there. And to me, it's just it was mm. a it was a good example of um, the empowerment that I felt by being supported and by finally doing a project that I felt was truly, truly me. So it, it kind of has Special meaning to me in that it's not just about the song, and its lyrics, but it's about you know being pushed into this mm. this realm of purity for who I am and and what I wanted to convey in my music. Does that make sense? I think so.
2: And and you think that that do you think that that um, God works that way with uh, with other people as well?
3: Oh absolutely I think that I think that the way that God works uh, you know is endless um mm-hmm. and and we all we all find our path in in that particular way i think um mm-hmm. you know it's it's yes
2: <laughs> <laughs> well and maybe 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 that's why. He allows these circumstances and because they may be the very things that push us further, push us into where He wants us to be.
3: That's learning, and, isn't it? You know, and you go yeah. you go down paths that you never expected you'd go down. You you'd yeah. come across things that you never expected that you'd have to deal with. And out of those things come absolute gems of beauty. I think mm. that that is, that is the essence of grace and and who god might be to us fantastic that's fantastic
2: well now how are you going to put this all together you you now you are a rock star and a mother You know, are you going to hit the road, or what are are you going to do with your life now?
3: (laughs) Yeah, well, that is a mighty fine question. Like I said earlier, once you figure that out, could you let me know how that's all going (laughs) to happen? It sounds like I don't have a plan. I kind of do have a plan, Um, But, you know, my kids come first, and we have a very full and busy life, but this is really important, too, and they love that mom and dad love music and and are playing music and are, you know, active in music. So my hope is that I can successfully juggle a nice little band, put together a band here with some Mm -hmm. San Diego-based musicians, Mm -hmm. and play as much as I can locally and maybe get out of town once in a while. Like I told you earlier, Dave and I are champions at tag teaming. So, uh,
0: yeah. you know,
3: um, they'll always be taken care of. And the kids are at a great age. They're almost 10 and 13 and, um, you know, they're becoming a little bit more independent. So sometimes they can ride along and sometimes they can stay home. So I really do. I I care about this music so much and feel like it's such an extension of where I am in life right now that it's super important to me mm-hmm. to be able to get out there and, and play it out. So whatever that looks like, great. whatever that means, I'm just opening myself up to it, going to work hard and see what happens. Like I said, check with me in about six months and um, I I could be, you know, rocking somewhere in the fetal position, <laughs> or I could be <laughs> truly rocking somewhere, or I want to be. Safe, right? um, uh-huh. Exactly. And I'm still doing my pottery. That's my sort of my day job and my uh, other creative outlet. So um, I'm pretty optimistic that I'm going to be able to juggle all those things. Maybe not well sometimes, but <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hopefully, you know, be able to get it done
0: uh,
2: to
3: some no, degree, <laughs> well, that's fantastic, and it sounds like you have a husband who
2: supports you in all of this
3: oh yeah, um, prop Dave Palmer he's an amazing dude, he's a really good yeah. human
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: that, that's wonderful well, um so you know I guess I guess in conclusion what 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 can you kind of wrap wrap this up with for for all of us for, you know um for those people who may not be um uh, may not be creating albums but they're creating other things um you know what, what what would you say to to all of us about um what what you've learned in life so far and what, what what's the big what's the big piece for for us <laughs> here i know that I'm... that's awful i hate it no when it's people not do awful this to me. No, it's
3: funny. No, it's funny because um, I, you know, as you're asking that, all I can think of is, uh, hey man, I'm just stumbling through it, you know. Uh, uh, <laughs> but what I, yeah. but what I can say is, hold on, you know, yeah. hang on, and try the best you can to pursue the things that you love to do, you know, and 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 try to have a creative outlet, you know. That's. That's just my own personal experience, and that's what saved my life over and over again um yeah. just holding on, knowing mm-hmm. that there's a gem that's gonna surface your your head will surface above the water if you're if you feel like you're drowning, and mm-hmm. pursue those creative endeavors seriously if i'm if I'm not creating something, if I don't have my hands in clay, if I'm not even coloring in a coloring book with my kids, I'll pull mm-hmm. my hair out. And I might not even realize it. I'll just be agitated because nothing creative mm. has happened lately. So, I mean, for me, that's that's what keeps me going. But that's find whatever it is that keeps you going, and don't don't let go of that.
0: Okay,
2: well that's that's wonderful. I hope I hope everybody heard that, and
0: uh,
2: <laughs> I hope everybody will run out and uh, uh, where you know pick up a Ricky Michelle uh, download. Um and you, you also have it on C D, right? We can get that physical. Yeah. We can actually get the physical C D okay, you so where do we can, go? Where where do we go if we want to get your music?
3: Uh you can go to RickyMichelle dot com and that'll give you all the information. I know that it's available on Amazon and iTunes and C D baby. Um you know just put in Ricky Michelle push um
2: okay. and
3: and it'll lead you right to it.
2: Fantastic. And and that's Ricky uh, uh spelled R I K I and yes. Michelle with one L. R. I K I M I C H E L E.
3: Yes, sir. So
2: that pretty straightforward. Um dot com or uh Amazon or uh iTunes.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, C D baby, baby. It up that way. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: that sounds that sounds great, and I just want to let everybody know it would be worth your search to to find it. And uh, I love your music; it's wonderful. It's
0: a. Thank it's, you. Uh, I found your
2: music to be uh, a. Uh, there's an atmosphere about it. I, it. It kind of envelops you. Um, uh, you kind of climb inside it, and.
3: Thank you. I appreciate and, and, that. And,
2: and you feel it uh, as as well as you hear it. You know, so uh, uh, enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed getting familiar with you and your music, and I wish you well.
3: Thank you, John. Same to you. You're my neighbor. Okay. We need to get together. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. let's do. That sounds great. I look forward to uh, talking with Dave here soon. So, um, so Ricky and Michelle, thank you very much.
3: You are I mean, ever so yeah. welcome. Thanks for having me.
2: Okay. Lord bless you.
3: You too. Okay.
2: Bye. Bye bye now.
3: Bye bye.
2: Well, that was fun. Connor, are you there?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. That what a great! Uh, huh? That was wonderful, wonderful. Did great? Oh yeah. Well, I'll tell you. You know, I've known I've known uh, Ricky's husband Dave for many years, and and he is truly just an incredible incredible human being i've always had a tremendous amount of respect for him and and then i then i found out when he was who he was married to and i was a big adam again fan and i was like i was like are you serious and um (laughs) what a wonderful story i mean it's just uh what a wonderful just so open and honest and and then the music Mm -hmm. just encapsulates all of that so it really does great, great conversation
2: yeah yeah i think so and uh and and honestly, if you if you go out and get this get this music, yeah. you got to get you got to get the lyrics too,
3: because oh. you
2: will find you will find our whole our whole conversation tonight is encapsulated in in every song on this album. It's it's pretty amazing. It uh,
0: yeah,
2: yeah, it's it's really great. Um, and, so I I encourage our listeners to to get involved.
1: And we'll, and John, we'll have to um. We'll have to check back in, as she said, in about six months to make sure she's in the right yeah. rocking position, right? <laughs> I think
0: so.
2: I think I think for sure we need to do that.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Oh God! Well, this is great. This is great. Thank you for um, for for bringing her on, Gunner, and introducing us to her. Um, absolutely. This is just so. It's so cool. You know what? What you if you go back a number of years you, you know half my lifetime okay yeah. not that many years um, <laughs> you couldn't you couldn't do this stuff you no. know like ricky has uh she did a kickstart campaign yep she threw i didn't tell everybody this she threw pottery to um as a gift uh, yeah. for people who gave towards the mm-hmm. project you could yeah. choose at different levels in which you gave, and she would she would make you a, a necklace, or she'd throw, make you a coffee cup, or a bowl, or who knows what. You know, I don't yeah. know what. But, and and so she she was able to
0: to do her
2: pottery, gift that people gifted her with the money to go do the project. She's yeah. able to get an experienced producer fantastic musicians have a wonderful experience in the recording studio and yeah. put out a very fine album and there yeah, is absolutely. no record company no record company in sight. We're not yeah. trying to you know, we're not going to be no A and R man, no <laughs> you know, well what's our hit song? Do we have a hit song here? <laughs> you know? None of that do you have to yes. fool with. You just oh. you just get creative and you yeah. get it together and and here it is. Yeah. Uh, I just it's amazing how yeah. uh what you can do now.
1: Yeah. And it truly is a brilliant album. I mean it's 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 my favorite record it obviously. It's only been out a week and I can tell you it's it's one of my favorite records that have come out in the last many years. It's just so good.
0: It's really
2: good. So gosh, it's a interesting world we live in. Yeah. And uh but like she said there's there's nobody stopping you, you know, nope. from from Doing what you want to do, from finding finding your dream, um, yeah, creating something new and special. So
0: uh, that's amazing.
1: Yeah.
2: Huh. Well, Gunner. Yes. I think it's I think it's time to I think it's time to land the plane. What What do you think?
1: I think so. I think we uh, send it out with a little uh, push.
2: Is that what we got here? All right. We got a push. Our- there you
1: go <laughs> yeah. it's a great uh, album yeah. absolutely well John amazing show great conversation we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow morning uh, at the catch post it goes out and uh, yep. if you're listening catchjohnfisher.wordpress.com catch sign up and get it in the mail email box Monday through Friday John great time until next time It was, we'll push our it heels was out of yeah
2: <laughs> yeah Let's, let's, let's push or be pushed That's right I think so Yeah Cool Thanks
0: everybody Thank you I'm
2: still free
0: to open it all And does matter to you It seems your mission is true Here I am I must keep up from the edge And have not fallen yet Look at on Blog Talk radio.